0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today, we have on Cam and Darren Wade with the Strive Real Estate Group over in Real Broker here in town. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Happy to be here.
1: Excited to be here.
0: We've been trying to get you guys on or we've been thinking of having you guys on for a long time now. And I can't believe we didn't have you guys on while you were still with KW. But we're glad that we stayed friends. And obviously, uh, you guys are in the same sphere as us doing huge things
1: and we've always looked up to you guys so it's it's great to have you guys finally on man happy to be here i've been a a admirer of your podcast for a while so have to be on
2: well we appreciate it i know we wanted to bring you guys on excuse me scott and i we were talking a little bit before the podcast obviously we love to shout you guys out being a great team for agents but also working on the investment side right but i know First things first, something Scott and I haven't heard of, or the story we haven't heard before, is how you guys got started in real estate. So if you guys don't mind sharing that real quick, just kind of let us know how you got started.
1: Yeah, so we got started, um, I'll take you back real quick and I'll bring you forward real fast. Um, so I read Rich Dad Poor Dad in 2004, and um, that really turned my mind on to how the world works as far as business goes. I was in college at that time, going to Fresno State, I was in my first year, and I realized that college was a business, and whether I got a career afterwards, um, I wasn't sure if it was going to cover or pay for, you know, the loans and grants and, or loans that I received um, during that time. And so, and I was in college just for whatever reason anyways. Um, but anyways, after reading that book, it really changed my perspective on college, period. And so I said, hey, okay, well I've always been an entrepreneur of some sort, selling glasses or Gucci material or something like that. And so I said, how about I move away to L- LA or Southern California and start a business out there. I was thinking about doing a mobile car wash business. Um, I had a friend who lived out there, and so I moved out there with her. Lived out there for four years, got sick with Crohn's disease, came back. This um, just around 2008, 2009. Um, started working at a bank. Well, worked at Apple store first and worked at a bank. That's how Cam and I met again I guess kind of mm-hmm. sort of we went to the same high school but we didn't know each other back then gotcha yeah um and then so 2012 was when I got my real estate license and because I realized I had we had been talking for maybe three years at that time yes and I realized I wasn't going to be able to go back to Southern California like I wanted to um <laughs> and so I need to you know figure out what I was going to do here in town and um my goal or my thought was okay how can I impact the most amount of people um, you know, have fun doing it, you know, good career, etc., etc. And so, it's like, let's do real estate, right? Let's become a real estate agent, help yeah. enough people get what they want on the retail side, and then we'll be able to come across opportunities on the investment side and um, take advantage of those opportunities when they came about. So, 2012, that's how I got my real estate license. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cam.
3: So I don't have like a story, like a big story. I I really just got my license because he had his license. Uh So I was like, all right, you know, I've uh, worked in my dad's business ever since I was 15 at that. uh, So it was probably like 10 years at that time. So all I knew was family businesses Mm -hmm. and like you, everyone works together to achieve their goals and, um, And so that's really what, what I did, what the thought process that I had is like, all right, if you're doing this, then I can do it too. And we can do it together and build this business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Mm
0: -hmm. So there was a period of time where you went down south, you started another business, you had stayed up working with the family.
1: It, am i catching the right well time we am-
3: didn't know each other at that time gotcha yeah but when we came back when he came back that's how we
1: gotcha yeah she came back too she went away to santa, santa barbara. barbara yeah okay so and you guys both ended up back here back right. in fresno yeah. okay and then working at the bank i was a teller at the time and she was a client making her truck payment and we realized we had the same things in common we like kobe bryant dang like um, Kanye. Mm-hmm. And other things as well, and she set me up. I had to put this on on video. She set me up. Oh my so we were supposed to watch the Laker game because <laughs> Kobe Co- and the Lakers was coming to Save Mart Center, and we were supposed to go, and it didn't happen.
3: No, well, I wow. just I was like, hey, you want to go? But then my siblings were like, we want to go. So I was like, oh my bad.
1: Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. So. Wow.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got into the business at the same time in 2012. What
1: 2013 for her? Thir- oh, okay.
0: So 2012, you led the way with the license. You followed right after getting right. the license. Um, were you married at that time or no? No,
1: no. Early on in
0: our dating. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So you guys started a business while together while dating. Yeah. Right. And you survived.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> and actually, 2012 and 2013, we were. Just getting into the business, obviously, and we were on a different team at that time. Yeah, so we oh. were over at Remax Gold at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we was on a team together. We didn't have Strive at that time. We didn't start Strive until 2015. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you guys started 15, on a team
0: 16. as well. Yes. yes. Do you find that that's a similar theme for a lot of the people that you find successful in this business? I, I would say the sales yeah. side. Yeah.
3: Right. Right. I think team the team concept back then though wasn't as uh, I, I didn't realize what like a real real estate team was until coming to Keller Williams. Before that it was just like, oh, we're on a team and we'll just send, give you a give you a lead or, you know, it wasn't like a real traditional team where we we met weekly or went to trainings together. Or, you know, those types of things. Gotcha. There wasn't much value at from at that time just because people didn't really know what teams were yeah so,
1: gotcha and yeah. i don't think we read the we didn't read the yeah. uh, red book the millionaire real estate agent you know the blueprint for building a real estate business at that time so, yeah gotcha we didn't know anything about that until we came over to kw
2: yeah well and what made you guys want to start and lead a team as opposed to just
1: kind of being
2: you guys just you two
1: yeah good question um well, we, her, I would say her, me, I've always been a solopreneur, right? Selling things by myself, doing by myself. But her and her family, they had the business, the janitorial business, where they always relied on other employees or workers to do the jobs, right? And they had jobs up and down California. Right. Um And...
3: So I had that human resources background or like that, t- like that uh, teamwork type of, right. you know, values that I w- was already like doing. And so.
1: Yeah. Leverage. Yeah. So leverage. It, we knew, we knew that us two alone um, could only do so much and right. we wanted to make a bigger impact. Right. And we want to help other people, you know, yeah. be successful as well in real estate and then also helping their clients too. Right. So that was partly why we decided to start a, a business. All right. And, and so you
0: started, you did a couple years where you were on a team and then you jumped off that team and you created your own team. At that point, did you guys come straight to Keller Williams when you started Strive or did you start Strive somewhere else?
3: We started Strive at Keller Williams. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: What did that look like for you guys? I mean, obviously your team is high producing team. Now we've shouted you guys out to a lot of people as somebody as a resource to go to if you're getting into the business.
1: But what did it look like at the start? At the start, it was um, myself, Cam, and Ray, Ray Meyer, um, a friend of ours, and he came to the team when we first started off in the business, because he wanted to be a part of a a team, a young, hungry, energetic team, so he came over to Remax Gold with us as well, Mm -hmm. and then we moved over to Gold for a little bit, and then Ray immediately came back to KW, because he had started at KW, and um, so it was us three that started Strive together. Gotcha. We, we watch um, Case. I don't know if you know Kevin Steered event down in Southern California. Huh. You no, know he has Case Real Estate out there. They were with KW at that time. He was a big inspiration to us on starting the team. Ray and I went down there to their team meeting, you know, asked a bunch of questions and watched how they did things. And um, we said, man, we can do that here, right? Yeah. We wanted to draw the inspiration from outside of our marketplace because I mean, there are some teams here, but there wasn't a lot or it wasn't a big thing at that time, I feel like. Um, and I don't know, we've always been outside the box thinkers or outside of, outside of Fresno thinkers. Right? No disrespect, but I feel like people that grew up in Fresno and stayed in Fresno, they, ha- they have a certain way of thinking. Yeah. Usually smaller than if you go to Southern California or Northern California or any other place or not any other place, but bigger places where Big bigger markets. thinkers, right? Yeah. And so we drew that inspiration from that bigger market and wanted to start a young, energetic, fun team here right? Yeah. That was uh, the inspiration behind that. So we were together for a year uh, before we was like, okay, well, okay. You know, it was three chiefs or three cooks in one kitchen, I guess. That's a hard business to run. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so I was like, okay, well, hey, he wants to do his own thing. He, you know, branched out and grew his team. And then we kept Strive and it started growing from there. So
2: what does Strive look like today? So fast forward from 2015, when you guys started it with Ray, you went the one year kind of, Three cooks in one kitchen, right? Yeah. Kind of bumping shoulders and everything. Yeah. He goes, he starts his own team. But from there, 2016 to now 2022, how has that growth looked like for your guys' team? And what does the team look like now?
3: So currently, we it's Darren and I that are the co-owners. Um, and then we have a director of operations, which is Aubrey. And then we have four or five buyer's agent as um or but they also are doing listings now too so we, we oh, just really? a, yeah so agents on the team four or five agents on the team um and then we have a listing coordinator so just more leverage and a transaction coordinator um and then there are agents on the team that also are showing partners as well um so as you can see leverage is important to us yeah. um and providing that to the agents is also important as well but as a um, team coach and a team coach yeah i can't forget her she's important um and we consistently did 75 to 80 for two to three years and last year 75 to 80 million uh i'm sorry no uh units unit, unit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Families helped. yeah yeah families yep. helped um and last year ones 144
1: for plus of like 50 million yeah and wow Before that it was 120 or 118 <clears throat> something like that wow and the year before that i think it was like, when, uh, a little over 100, so I do, right. we've been over 100 the last three years. Yeah, but three and years growing. prior. Yeah, and three growing. years prior, it was between 75 and 80. Yeah, yes. Nice. Yeah, and growing, wow. and growing slow. We we didn't want to, um, we didn't want to have a big team at that time, right? We've always been the core four of us: me, Cam, Charles, Heather, mm-hmm. um, for for many years, and we've always been really selective on who we've um, brought in. Yeah. Now we have a different mindset where we want to grow more, and so we're being more active at um attracting you know the right agents to our team young agents to our team um that are not just young agents but you know people that want to learn grow help serve and um, do right for their for the people and for the community so
0: well and with the core four of you guys you guys have all grown together in a way that you guys all are coaching towards the same goal So you have four resources for anybody who comes joins right just from producing agents right let's put it into context though if you're listening and you're a newer agent, like the average agent in Fresno sells how many homes? Would you guess?
1: I would say I would like the national average, of six, yeah. homes six homes or six. something like that a year. So
0: yes. for a team of your guys' size to be doing 130 homes, that exposure just to the number of transactions is gonna speed ramp any agent involved, right? For right. Sure.
3: The agents on the team consistently do like 24 to 40 closings or help 24 to 40 families a wow. year
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and we're, crazy. we're proud of that number right. per agent mm-hmm. yeah um yeah that's important
0: absolutely you, did you say that your agents are now show or uh, listing as well yes can you explain the difference between like what the i guess the archetypical uh real estate team was versus what you guys are doing
1: yeah um, so when we came over to KW, we learned that it's best to be specialized in a specific role, right? Listing agent or buyer's agent. And so that's what we did, and that's what we stuck by um, up until last year, a year and a half ago. Um, for the agents, the buyer's agents on our team that had experience, right, um, and could, and also had, you know, listing um, leads or their buyers are now ready to sell, then we would allow them to be the listing agent on that, um, and so yeah we. i think
3: we were following uh like the kw model of like the everyone specializing in their own roles and i think that over time we found that that you know you don't you don't just need to be able you can't you can do more things like the and they've proven themselves as far as like learning how to communicate with sellers and things like that so i think just you have to work up to that, though. Yeah, yeah, we have confidence <laughs> in them now yeah. to be able yeah. to
1: talk to and work with sellers, right? Because now they can take all their experience from what they yeah. did with all the buyers for the for all, over all these years, and then say, "Hey, when they're at the table with the seller, hey, I, buyers are looking for X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z." Yeah, right. And so they'll have a valuable perspective in that way. Yeah, yeah. And and so in, and also for you know maybe a seasoned agent that wants to come on our team. You know, they may not want to just be specialized on one side of the of the field. Mm-hmm. You know, they may want to do both. And they have their own sphere of influence or right. you know, book of business. So they want to do both. So, yeah. So we decided to open it up to everybody. And yeah. I, I, I'll say I'll add this to that. Um, I think our team has been solid and together for a while because we allow all of our team members to have input in the big decisions that we make right for moving brokerages or for moving CRM systems or for um, client appreciation events right all those different things we're hiring um, EA or director of opera, operations or bringing on a new agent everybody is involved in that process in one way or another we're not just the two you know big heads big wigs at the top making all all of the decisions right so everybody has buy in or has input on the major decisions that we make and i think that really helps out keep our our team and our culture good, strong and together.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say that. That's one of the biggest things I think Scott and I appreciated being on a team when we had first started out was exactly that. Like being being felt like we were involved and part of the team, I think is huge not only for, you know, keeping up the team camaraderie and like te- keeping the team together, but that's like a big separator between a good team and a really bad team yeah. where everybody's miserable. And hates going in mm. to work every yeah. single day yeah right so let's segue a little bit you guys are obviously agents we've got the strive real estate group the team over at real broker but you guys are also big on the investment side right so how did you how did you guys first segue into just doing agent stuff helping clients buy and sell homes to now jumping into you know, Airbnbs and flips and all of this investment side. How did that kind of work for you guys? So that
3: our first investment property was a seller fine. Well, it was a relative of Darren's and they were like they actually reached out to you to sell it. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about it in a little bit, and he's like more of the takes a little bit longer to make decisions, and um, I'm the risk taker. So when he came to me and was like, "Hey, they they want to, uh, they, I I'm gonna list this home," and I was like, "Why don't we just buy it?" You know, mm-hmm. and um and so then you started running the numbers on what that would look like, and then we did seller financing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. we did seller financing on that one. Um, for about eight months is what mm-hmm. it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Um, we borrowed the money for the rehab, which is $13,000 from our, um, our another family member of ours. Right. Um, so we didn't come in with any money on that. And then we refinanced it after the eight months. It took a little bit longer for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, so that was our first deal. And we, we, we burr that deal. Gotcha. So we used the burst strategy for that deal. So we still own it as a rental today. Um, here in town? Yep, here in town yes. on the west side. Yep. Dude. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. that was our very first deal. And, of course, that all started back when I Rich Dad poor dad. Even back then, I was doing a little bit of door knocking. I wasn't cold calling at that time. But I was doing some door knocking and sending out some mailers. Got nowhere with it. Um, And I had a family member, uh, auntie and uncle, that were investors as well. So, I was able to draw inspiration and some knowledge from them to walk a couple properties before Uh I moved away to Southern California. Um, And then, yeah. And then... Yeah. This so that was in
3: 2016. Up. Yeah. That, so was that was when was we first bought our investment property.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Very cool. So you found it from a family member. Mm-hmm. You ran the numbers. Okay, let's buy it as a rental. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you managed to. You said owner or a seller, seller finance. finance. Yes. The purchase price. Yes. And then borrow the rehab. Yes. yes and then refinance it back out yes, yes. that's pretty savvy mm-hmm. did you guys learn any of that from being realtors or how did you how did you learn about all those different things
1: uh, bigger pockets so i was big in the bigger pockets podcast still do listen to it uh faithfully um so yeah bigger pockets taught me a lot youtube taught me a lot um no one. i don't know who i knew at that time but I think just Bigger Pockets podcast. That's pretty uh, amazing. Definitely helped out a lot on that, yeah. Because that's where I got the Burr strategy from, right? Right. And then, yeah,
0: you guys saw Jason just went on Bigger Pockets. I think yesterday. I yes, yes. So shout
1: out to Jay. I'm super
0: yeah. juiced about that. Um, that's super sick. So you, so you guys transitioned. You did the first
1: deal. How did it work out? Um, it worked out good. It worked oh. out real good. Yeah, we was able to do a clean Burr on that one, meaning we was able to refinance seventy five percent of our money out, which covered. I think it just it just covered what we had borrowed from the family member and to pay off the seller finance um, loan. Uh huh. And um, yeah, and then since then, we've um, since then we re- we refinanced that house one or two more times. Right. One other time, it paid for um, the renovation at our guest house. Right. Uh-huh. So that's now an Airbnb for long term. You um, just. 30 to 60 day or 30 to 90 day, um, tenants, tenants. or guests, right? Usually traveling nurses is a word I was looking for. Traveling nurses are business professionals. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, or that's what part of that money went to over there. So it's making more money mm-hmm. and then, um, we re- refinance again, we bought something else, right? So with the, each time we refinance, we took out a little bit, but the numbers on the monthly mortgage payment still made sense to where we would cash flow for that, um, for that particular property. So, yeah. yeah, we just put an HVAC system on it because the new tenant, um, I think that it went out. Uh,
3: yeah. Well, there was not, a, there it, There was no central AC. Yeah, it it, there's always been a swamp cooler and a wall heater. So uh, we were able to finally take that out and put in a central HVAC system.
1: Yep. So renovated it twice. Mm-hmm. First time, was just really simple and basic. And then mm-hmm. second time, just a little bit more. Not, you know, nothing too fancy. But we added a roof yeah. on um, a couple of years ago as well. Yeah. So so first rental in 2016,
2: you've refied it a couple times since then to go out and buy some more houses, right? Buy mm-hmm. some more assets. Yep. As of right now, how many, I don't know if you guys want to classify it as doors, units, how many doors. are you guys up to long term, short term? What's kind of your portfolio looking like right now?
1: Yeah. So we have 18 doors right now, um, over 13 properties. So there's one, another property that we have on the West side, that's a five bedroom house. Um, and each bedroom is rented out, and we bought it like that. We probably wouldn't oh, have no done way. that ourselves, but right. we bought it like that off the MLS. Actually, and this is the only deal that we've bought, investment property we bought off the MLS. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so um, so eighteen properties, thirteen or eight, th- eighteen doors, thirteen, 13 units or properties. Um
3: and three of them are or four of them are short term rentals. So yeah. Airbnbs. Yeah, three gotcha. of them are up
1: and running. One of them will be up and running within the next two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um uh, all the other ones are yeah long term rentals. Um mm-hmm. we're in the, we're in escrow. Uh, we just bought one out in Mojave, California. We're gonna flip that one. Oh, yeah. you guys in were Mojave. posting about that yeah. on IG uh-huh.
2: a couple weeks ago. I remember seeing that pop up. What's yeah. the story behind that one?
1: Yeah, so that one we purchased. Um, so we've been using Call Magicians for I don't know, a good year now. Yeah. Um, and I was failing on my end to, you know, follow up and make the calls and uh, make offers to the sellers. So we. So brought- I gave
3: them an ultimatum. I was like, <laughs> "We're cutting off Call Magicians if you don't put something into contract." Mm-hmm. And.
1: yeah. And then and then um, a forever <laughs> client of ours that um, was working at. She was a correction officer. Now, once getting into real estate, she just passed her license a couple of weeks ago. Um, she wants to be on the investment side of things. So she started calling the, the list that I was failing to call and, um, and locked up that opportunity. And Dude. so, after some negotiations back and forth with the seller, um, was able to lock it up and close on it. So, yep. So, we'll probably. Um, well, we, said we need to look at numbers one more time to figure out if we're going to keep it as a, a Airbnb uh-huh. out there because it's on five acres, a little small house on five acres. Right. Um, um, or just fix it and flip it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So,
1: so, so you guys, you have
0: rentals. You also fix and flip and you do Airbnbs. Correct. Cam, you want to talk a little bit about the Airbnb experience and what how you guys have manage the properties and also the success you guys have had
3: yeah so we purchased our first primary residence in 2014 mm-hmm. I believe yeah 2014. 2000, August 2014 actually and so with FHA three and a half percent down we literally like had to borrow money to purchase a refrigerator and washer and dryer because we had no money left after we <laughs> paid the down wow. payment and closing costs um and that was our first home. We bought it at two twenty. Um, our month monthly payment was fourteen hundred. We never really refinanced. I don't think. Well, maybe we did once after uh, we did like a streamline refinance, and it was yeah. the monthly payment was fourteen hundred dollars a month. So we lived in it for five years. At this point, we're pregnant with twins. Our office is in North Fresno.
1: And grandparents, are in North Fresno. and
3: grandparents are in North Fresno, and that home was in Sunnyside. So on a good day, we could get from there to the office in twenty minutes. But uh, other than that, it was always like 25, 25 minutes. So yeah,
1: I yeah. was like, hey, going to the grandparents first to drop off the kids, right. then come into the office. It was and like so the parents lived on ninety nine in Herndon, Herndon. at oh. that time. So, so- Sunnyside. And then I turned into the office. So oh, wow. That it was like hour. a 50
3: minute trip. One, one, one way. way yeah. yeah. Wow. So at that point, it was like, hey, OK, we're having twins. There's no way we can do this. Continue to do this. So we have to move. So um, we reached out to a lender and we were able to get do the 5% conventional for the next home. And so. We're like, okay, let's just rent it out. How much cash flow would we have? There, we did have a pool, so it, it would probably be a max of two to $300 a month in cash flow. Mm-hmm. But at that time, like we just started um, hearing about Airbnb. There weren't very many in town. So Darren brought up the idea of doing that. And I was a little hesitant because I just wasn't familiar with it. So but then once I uh, we met with Kyle Stanley Mm -hmm. and once he, you know, kind of told us how Airbnb worked, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we got into contract in a home um, in North Fresno and we literally left all of our furniture there. So we were like, we're not buying anything new. So we had very little cash out of pocket to furnish it or get it ready for mm-hmm. Airbnb. And we went live before we even posted pictures on the web, on the website. And we got our first reservation without pictures. So that was pretty exciting. So yeah. we moved out really quick because the home that we were in contract at, um, in, in North Fresno was actually a friend of ours who let us move in during escrow. <laughs> um, and we just listed the, that home on Airbnb very cool yeah so that was our first airbnb and that's our the, our mo, uh it will be cash flow the most money off of the at, at that one i mean um on good months like i mean we've reached up to like 35 3500 net per month on that one but disclaimer it has a pool so and it's a four bedroom also so it sleeps 12 people um but um so and then on the low end i mean we've never been negative at at that home so we will clear our expenses um or make anywhere from a thousand to like 35 3500 a month wow on that one yeah so that was our first one um i manage uh All of the Airbnbs um, on my own. Um, I can easily manage it because I'm on my phone anyways, talking to clients, lead generating. So when something comes in, it's just like a button to press accept or message the, the guests. Um anyway, so once I was started to get comfortable with that, then we decided, all right, let uh, let's let's continue this like this is if we can you know cash flow this much on on an Airbnb, that means I can slowly get out of the retail side of business, which was like the ultimate goal so that way I can spend more time with the kids. Um, not
1: be a stay at home mom. She's definitely not. Oh, I'm not mom a stay at home mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she'd yeah. do something else or have another business or something. Yeah, like no that.
3: shade. I stay mm-hmm. at my home moms have the hardest job ever, and I just can't do it. Yeah, so stay at home dads too. Yeah, Um. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so then we got into contracts on Dakota.
1: Yep. Right. Yeah, we bought that from a wholesaler. We bought from that, that from a wholesaler. Wow. Yes. Nice.
3: And um we had to evict people at that time. Yep. Yeah. And this is during COVID. And yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Real quick,
1: go back to the story for Prius. So we started in 2019, October 2019, mm-hmm. um tw- early 2020, right. is when COVID happened. Oh yes. And we were like, oh, Co-
3: COVID sh-. happened, and I just got cancellation after cancellation, just my But once the shelter in place took went into effect my phone blew up cancellation 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 and i literally that night posted on facebook i have a house to rent we were gonna (laughs) go long-term
1: rental out 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 there uh
3: does anyone you know need a home to rent but then um we realized that people like wanted to, you know, get out of their home because they're working at home and just go staycation and our home was a perfect place because it had a pool mm-hmm. and we it was March, April, we were, you know, transitioning into the summertime and it just blew up and we just have been consistently occupied on on that property.
1: Yep, we are like 100% occupied. Yeah. all that year and Yeah. wow. for most yeah, yeah most most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And so then we we were like, all right, let's continue to do this. We purchased our next Airbnb. It's on a really busy street here in Fresno, um across the street from a busy park. Um and uh, we we were going to fix and flip it. But then, you know, we ran comps at that time. We were going to, to uh we had our first airbnb for about 12 months and we ran comps and we're like okay so if we flip this we'll net about 25 grand but we could probably make that in one in 12 months if we kept it as an airbnb so we decided to do that and that one also has a small pool as well um so that one's been doing pretty pretty good too. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then at that same time we well we had purchased our new home in in uh, North Fresno, and there is a, a permitted shop on our property. So I'm like, hey, we, we already know it. It's
1: 800 square foot shop. Yeah. Open- it had electrical in it, it had an right. HVAC system in it, it, had dual pane windows. Yeah, so we um, got lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, it was permitted. It had the HVAC unit already, and so we're like, all right, let's reach out to a drafter and uh, get permits and turn this into a one-bedroom studio, and mm-hmm. that's what we did. And that's been since the day that I put it um, uh, on Airbnb. It's been occupied by uh, working professionals, travel nurses. Um, and uh we it pays for our mortgage payment and plus maybe like our pool and and landscaping bill
1: wow Mm -hmm. yeah and that one we were hesitant on doing because um we we didn't we had probably just a handful of bad experiences at the other right um, properties right with parties and things like that but then we she made some adjustments to combat that Mm -hmm. um but so we said okay if we're gonna do it at our house we need to have select you know higher quality people at the house. And so that's why we do like a 14 day minimum. Yeah. On that we, and
3: d- it's a 14 day minimum, but we, there, there people are booking it for 30 days at a time. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's because, you know, they're, they're mostly travel nurses coming into town. They have housing vouchers and, um, they need a, a safe place to stay. Um, because it's, most of them are just by themselves. Yeah. So, um, We just put a fence down our property. So it's the guest house has a separate entrance. Our home has a separate entrance and we rarely ever see them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just (laughs) on our cameras. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of my cousins is a traveling nurse and I feel like he would make a pretty good Airbnb tenant. I mean, hearing his schedule, it sounds like especially those people who are traveling for a short period of time when they're there, they're probably at work. All the waking hours and then they go home and sleep like, Yeah, That's kind of how that, that gig works Exactly right? mm-hmm. Wow and it, you said it covers your full mortgage and then Your pool even sometimes? Yeah
3: our pool uh, Bill is about $120 per month and it w- Would cover that and then also our landscaping Our monthly landscaping bill Sometimes we get paid to live There because um, depending On you know how much I'm charging That month uh, one month We got paid to live there at our Own home for four, uh, 400 yeah. And got yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I was going to post that, but I have Yeah, done it yet, yeah. So our mortgage payment
1: is like twenty three hundred. Yeah. Right now, yeah. and then so sometimes, or so about $100 a hundred uh, dollars a night, ninety to a hundred dollars a night or so. So mm-hmm. we can get about three thousand um, mm-hmm. dollars from the guest house alone mm-hmm. to yeah. live in our twenty seven hundred square foot home with the pool. And they don't have access to the pool either. No. We shut that off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys talked a little bit about like. The clientele that comes in and, and stays in some of these Airbnbs, you've got the traveling nurses, business professionals. Whenever I've brought up Airbnb to family members, friends, other people who might not even think about Airbnb and Clovis and Fresno, right? their immediate reaction is, how the hell does that work in yeah, Fresno yeah. and Clovis, right? We always get that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, what other group or types of people are you guys having stay in your Airbnbs? Is it people vacation like what who's staying
3: in them yeah good question so during shelter in place it was all families they needed a place to staycation that's what it's called right staycation yeah um after that like after things started opening up people were coming in town for Uh, I hate funerals like right after you know Mm -hmm. COVID Um, but mostly like weddings Um, then when sports started to pick back up um, it was tournaments tournaments. Um, and then we get like construction people as well uh, you know because there's like six or seven eight of them and they don't want to stay at a hotel and also our hotels in Fresno are not great at all (laughs) Um, so they get a full kitchen back backyard. You know, these guys are out barbecuing, getting, you know, having fun. Whereas in the hotel, they would just be like sitting in their room. Right. So, um, we also get, uh, Uh, like we had an eight week stay and it was firefighters who were um, going to the fire Academy, I think. So, so yeah. So so that was pretty cool. And then we have a lot of people visiting Yosemite. I I I don't know why they decide to stay in Fresno, but maybe there's like some article out there that says, if you're going to travel to Yosemite, stay in Fresno. And so we, I I kid you not like at least two, three times a month, there's someone going up to our national parks and they're staying in Fresno. Yeah. Um, and we don't allow um, local people to um, stay at our Airbnbs. Well, I to say that. Well, I mean, it's well, so, I asked more so, questions. Right. <laughs> I, I asked more questions. Fair. I don't think that's fair
0: housing issues. Uh, y- oh, okay. y- I don't think that is, I don't uh, think that discriminates like that. that. Yeah. Okay.
3: And here's the reason the, why. The, yeah, it's not reasons. a protected class. Y- Got it. Y- and here's the reason why. It's because they're more likely to throw parties. At at our homes If they're here in town
0: Because why else would you be there
3: Right There are some people that That say Hey My house is flooding I need to I need an Airbnb And I'm like Hey accepted you know what i mean right. but if it's um i do ask questions if they are local um and because uh, nine times out of ten i've had problems with them throwing parties and it's mostly like during the whole like a friday saturday <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and then and then it's like you have to ask more questions you know well, so what yeah. are you gonna do at right. the house yeah. right. um, you read the rules there's yeah. there's no parties yeah so
2: so, I'm curious from a numbers breakdown, We've <clears throat> Jason has hosted a meetup where he was breaking down one of his newest deals and was like, hey, if I Airbnb this, I can make X. If I were to keep it as a long-term rental, it's going to be X. This is like 5X, so this is why I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm curious if you guys know, not to put you on the spot, but off the top of your head, how much do you guys think you guys are netting from your four or five Airbnbs compared to your 12... 13 other doors that are long-term rentals are they pretty comparable or where are they on the scale
1: um meaning meaning well obviously like, we make the bulk of it from the airbnb that's right? what i was gonna yeah, ask right. so you've
2: got more doors L- less doors as, on the airbnb but make bringing more, in more than that, what exactly. we exactly yeah right.
1: okay the only other good really good one is um the one
3: where we have five lease agreements uh-huh. because there's five bedrooms yeah, in yeah. that home yeah. I think
1: that when we get 2200 maybe more now It's
3: 2450
1: and so I think we <laughs> we
3: we net. We net so, uh, so uh, I do all the back end stuff so like the P&L Just rich like, and yeah everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rich, yeah um and we our
1: how much on that one uh,
3: I think like 12 1200 uh, Yeah
1: because $1, yeah, I think the mortgage mm-hmm. is like yeah
0: 1200 wow. mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Wow yep. How did, And you said you had found that one It was pre-leased like that Is that like student housing? or No
3: So this was listed on the MLS um, By an agent here in town And the seller was going through bankruptcy And had to sell the home mm-hmm. And um, it w- at that time Which was two years ago Or a year and yeah. a half ago yeah. um, it I think it was listed at 170 170? Yeah, 160 okay. something maybe Okay, 160 We came
1: in and wanted at one seventy one five hundred. Right believe. And we was way on vacation as well they
3: were my i sent my dad and um heather on the team to go walk through the property they were there was a time limit of like 10 to 1 or something and i was like dad heather go to this house (laughs) let us know if we should buy it and they were they walked through it and they were like buy it yeah and um yeah so 1200 cash flow five different tenants i i i I, sometimes i have problems but mostly it's been going pretty well good
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: And at that time, the home was worth, um, like, on the retail market, it was worth like 220 just to right. give you perspective of what it was worth. There was another home, same setup, maybe a four-bedroom, something like that, but same size that had sold recently for 220 So we bought it at 171 But it was the numbers and the cash flow mm-hmm. that made it make sense to us yeah. for right. us to buy it. Wow. I mean, yeah. so we had you guys on because you
0: guys do kind of – both, right? You you do the resale, so you have a lot of knowledge on what properties are worth and all that. Yes. You also now have a lot of experience, much more than Kate or I, with, with long-term and short-term rentals and flipping, right? That's debatable, but yeah. No. It's, you guys it, are doing your thing. Well, it, <laughs> we do we do slightly different things, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Kate and I have always talked about is you guys have been a great resource for people, like especially people who want to do both. Mm-hmm. You guys are a team that does actively do both, and you guys coach. Uh, have you guys had any of your team members try to, you know, take up the gauntlet and, and pick up an Airbnb or anything?
3: Yeah. So it's always been really important to us. Like selling re- retail, the retail side of the business is is important, but and I've always said this, is that we can't be, you know, real estate agents forever. Like we don't have a 401k. We don't have a retirement plan. So like, are we going to be selling homes until we're 70? I personally don't want to be that person. So what else can we add to our, you know, income where we get, have passive income, um, and have a retirement plan in the it, like that is real estate for us, right? So we've always encouraged our agents to do the same because we're we're doing that. And in fact, um, Heather is going to probably be launching her first Airbnb here within the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then Charles has just moved out of his second home that he's purchased that he's been living in for many, many years with his family moved out and is now rehabbing, doing a little bit of remodeling and he's going to be turning that into an Airbnb.
0: That's yeah. so sick.
1: Yeah, it is real quick to the Heather story. Yeah. So her and I, it was a friend of hers that reached out to her cause they want to sell this property. It was a rental for a long time mm-hmm. and her, she brought me along to, um, be the investor eyes and the retail eyes. Right. Um, and so we walked through the property on the spot there. I broke out the numbers. I said, okay, so this is probably what it's worth, you know, at the repair value. And this is me talking to Heather or talking to the sellers to let them know um, where I'm, how I came to my number, right, or my purchase price. Right. Um, so I got down to that, told them that. They said, okay, we'll think about it, right? We, you know, we may want to do some of the work ourselves, yada, yada, yada. And they ended up not wanting to do the work themselves. and took longer than they had expected. And so then they reached back out to Heather and said, hey, we want to sell it. But we want to sell it at you know X amount, um, and so Heather reached out to, um, well, reach out to me again, of course, and said, hey, they want to sell, it, but they want to sell it at this amount. And she also reached out to Jason, right, to get a second opinion, fair, and me and Jason came out with the same numbers uh, when we did when we did our math. Um, and then Heather was like, I, so they were going to accept mine, maybe because they had already met me and had a relationship with me, or had a relationship with Heather. And um, I filled out the purchase agreement sent it over to Heather to send to them. And Heather was like, hey, would you be mad if I, you know, took this down and kept this myself? And I was like, absolutely not. Go ahead, do it. So she said, okay, okay, you know, I'm a little nervous. And if you know Heather, she, you know, she's yeah. a really um, cautious person. Yeah, she overthinks um, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah overanalyzed. <laughs> she has good questions and things like she that. She does, yes. Um, but from the outside, if you've seen her, you wouldn't know she has what she does, what she has. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure, she does and, and private money lending. She, she as does. Well. Yeah, she's, I was gonna
3: mention that she's a private money lender. I don't think she'll mind us uh, saying that. Um, but she's um, lent she money too. To to she Jason lent to Peter. us as
1: well. Us, yes.
0: she, so she lent on one of my deals. Nice. Really? And nice. I, I remember you seeing the name it, huh? and I looked and I said jay is this uh is this stride (laughs) and he goes you're not gonna say anything to anybody (laughs) as as far as you know you don't know who gave you your
1: money yeah Yeah. 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 but she she's she's starting
3: to put it out there a little bit more so yeah yeah
1: yeah. that's another thing you mentioned early on in the beginning her growth and charles growth over the years of just all of us being together and and you know constantly pushing ourselves, striving to be better people, better business people, better um, family people, mm-hmm. right? Um, definitely has rubbed off on them and they're breaking out of their shells and growing as well. And so it's exciting to see that. Right. And super happy to see her have a, her, her first Airbnb mm-hmm. up and running soon. Before she even owned her own like personal residence, mm-hmm. she has an investment property. Yeah. That's so that's cool. Cool. And uh, I had <laughs> no clue either when I asked that question.
0: I was yes. just curious. Okay. So that's crazy that they're both going to have them in the next couple weeks Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's pretty tight.
2: Yeah. So with us being, we're in Q2 of 2022, you guys have gone through a little bit of your past, you know, two, three years growth on the retail side, right? Hundred ten, hundred twenty, hundred thirty 120, 130 families Mm -hmm. or home helped. Yeah. What, what's your projection for 2022? What's your goal for 2022 on the real resale side? And then for you guys, do you guys have a finite number or goal for more airbnbs to add or x amount of flips to do what's kind of your guys's 2022 goals to finish out the year
1: yeah um so for 2022 our retail goal is um it depends on how many um new agents we have you know join the team uh cause we definitely base our numbers around that so we think 175 is a is a doable number we would like to do Whoa. 200 right but we would need to get um seasoned agents that already have a database, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in now to, you know, for those numbers to show up this year. Yeah. Um, So 175 units on the retail side. Um, As far as Airbnbs, um, we want to get up to, actually, I don't know if we have an exact number. Our next goal, so right now we're probably just around $10,000 a month in positive net cash flow um, from our rental properties. Uh, We want to get up to $30,000 a month. So whatever that takes, however many, you know, units that takes um, um, is what we'll do. Yeah. Um,
3: And also on the investment side, we just went into contract on a commercial building that's attached to a home. Yeah. And we own the home that's right next to it. And the, the same seller sold us or is sold us that property and is selling us these, the commercial building and the residential home. Um, and we, it will be, it's our first commercial. Per, well, yeah, it's our yeah. first commercial purchase and we are trying to figure out what we're going to do with it. Uh laundry mat is an option. Convenience store. Specialty store. Specialty store. Like that. Yeah. It's a little small,
1: mm-hmm. probably a thousand square foot, um, Right. Uh, commercial space. Yeah. yeah. Near, near um, Fresno Community Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with that.
3: Um, Actually, Community Hospital owns two lots, lot's right next, next to it. Next to it. So. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Parking
1: um, lots. I know. Yeah. Something. <laughs> um, but um, back to your question a big goal for. For me, I I haven't, well, because I haven't thought through all the details yet, but I would like to own something bigger than that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Either a mobile home park or um, storage units, something like that. So that's uh, the next asset class I want to move into. Mm Yeah, Yeah. something less management and more units and more money. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We see the investment side growing a little bit more than the resale side this year yeah
0: for yeah sure. mm. we're the same way
3: so
1: yeah. you know like yeah. minds yeah we can definitely make more money on the investment side of things per yeah. deal per mm-hmm. transaction than we can on you know a two two and a half percent commission on yeah. the retail side of things <laughs> yeah so
2: well sweet do you guys have before we get into you know where people can find you i know you guys are always walking around with your shirts you guys your trademark Uh, social media tags on there. But before we let people know where they can find you, um, any advice for, and it doesn't have to be a younger agent, but we kind of tailor our audience towards more younger entrepreneurs, right? Looking into whether it's buying and selling on the retail side or more heavily on the investment side. Just one kind of piece of advice for anybody looking to get started or anybody who wants to succeed in either aspect of the business. What would you guys give Mm. put you on the spot yeah
3: (laughs) mine would be to find a mentor like there's so much free information out there um the most of my investment knowledge came from darren like he would go get the information and then tell me and i would be like let's do it right he would still be thinking about it and i'm like no let's just do it okay. um so and then that also too, like you need to make quick decisions as an investor um like if you think too much about what you're gonna offer the seller or you know if you take too long to find the financing like there there's people out there for for every piece of information you need to know so just make the moves or have the conversations or meet with the people that are doing it so that it can happen quicker for you. I bet they've already made the mistakes and things like that so that you won't, you know. Um, and then you're going to make money and then you're going to break even and then you're going to lose money. Like there's no per- you're not going to make money every single time. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, you're yeah. going to make money. Yeah. Right? For I the most part, you're going to make money. But like, like you can't take you take go recovery. in with the mindset that, oh, it's going to be great every single yeah. time. Yeah. Because yeah. just like.
0: Be ready for the upside right.
3: and downs. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had a few of those. And just be okay with that is my advice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say kind of, um, well, having a spouse. Try to get your spouse on oh, the yeah. same page. I think that is key to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, We're both um, business-minded. We're both entrepreneurs. Um, and and so we both have the same go there, right? We may disagree on other things. right? On what the the best pizza is in Fresno, it's That's definitely true. not me and it is actually. <laughs> it's It's me it is. It's not me. But we, we get cut, it once cut your mic. <laughs> <laughs> we get it at least once or twice a week. Yeah, we disagree
3: so, okay. on yeah. a lot of things, just not not business. Not business stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I so yeah, find a partner or have a partner or try to get your partner involved in things. Take mm-hmm. your partner to trainings mm-hmm. with you. Take how your partners watch some of the same YouTube videos or listen to the same podcast and things like that that you're listening to okay. to hopefully pique their interest and so they can see your thought process and where you're coming from and, and where you want to go, or what you want to do, right? Yeah. For the betterment of your family. Right. Um, so I would say definitely definitely do that. That's a, an important key mm-hmm. for us is doing that. Um, as far as agent or investor stuff, um, uh, the, the piggyback off of hers, there's contact, be, be okay with contacting somebody to help you mm-hmm. along the way and partner up with them, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Even if you're getting a smaller portion or a smaller piece or a cut, yeah. you're still going to go through the process and you're going to be able mm-hmm. to learn all the way through, right? right. That learning and what you will earn on that is better than going to school and learning and paying for, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and that return. Yeah. Cause you'll be able to use, um, this roadmap that you're from that, from you and that partner um for many deals over and over and over again yeah
0: we've obviously you guys have joint ventured with people we've found a lot of success from joint venturing and we tell everybody it's a way to fast track your income like if you can if you can get good at at bringing value and getting just a portion of the split and like what we were talking about earlier all of your agents being able to be parts of tons of transactions that will you know fast track them yep yep absolutely Dude, thank you guys for coming on. What's the best way for people to reach out to you? We've referenced you guys a few times on Instagram. You guys want to shout out your Instagrams or maybe uh, the best way to get contacted.
3: Yeah. Yeah. People always ask me for my business card and I'm like, no, just go follow me on Instagram. And I'm at realtor underscore mom.
1: Realtor underscore mom. I'm realtor, um, dad, realtor investor. And there's underscores under each one. Yeah, and it's funny. People come up to us um all over the place. They're not, like, are not, you
3: realtor much. mom? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Oh, you yeah. like eating out? Are you? Yeah. yeah. And then
1: it, they'll, they'll, they'll ask you, Hey, where's realtor dad at? I, they dad will. At they
3: don't people. know our ne- our real names. <laughs> real know, some of Sometimes, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> see, that's the dope thing about building a brand. You guys are getting recognized like local celebrities out there. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. your guys's
0: last name's actually Strive. It's just been changed. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right,
2: yeah. Cam Strive, Darren Strive. Yeah. Well, so. awesome. Thank you again, you guys. We were really looking forward to having you guys on. It came a lot later than it should have been, but I'm glad uh, we were able to make things work. We really appreciate you guys and everything you do for us, our investor and realtor community. So uh, all you guys listening out there, they drop their IGs. Go shoot them, shoot them a follow. Reach out if you guys have any questions. Um, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pursuit of Property Podcast. We'll see you next week. yay yeah. yeah.